0: The mental
1: rep. <laughs> Welcome back to the mental rep a district podcast where each week we dive into the complex topics of training nutrition and recovery with a roundtable discussion led by top professionals in fitness and performance to my right is Scott Gunther to my right is Daniel Boulay
2: to my right is Neil Portolano
0: and all the way to my left is Jorge Diaz
1: and we are your coaches. Hey guys!
3: Damn, that was good. <laughs> so
1: much I, I didn't hate that. <laughs> to my left, <laughs> all the way to my left. All the way to my left. So what's up, guys? How's your week been? It's been pretty
0: good.
2: Dude. Excited for today. Yeah. Yeah. Long weekend. Long weekend. Any uh, client wins this past week? We had Neil competing in his Olympic weightlifting meet, and he actually made weights.
1: Okay. Okay. Yeah. Would you hit? Uh, he also
2: did pretty well. As well. Yeah, yeah, I was just referring back to last week's conversation where oh, I was yeah. worried.
0: Yeah, I was worried because I, I was water loading it and I wasn't making, you know, weight. I was like floating like three pounds.
1: So walk us through, what'd you do, what'd you do again?
0: Oh, so Did yeah. You? So Dan was helping me with my water cut protocol. So Monday and Tuesday, I had uh, two gallons of water and I had to increase my sodium intake to like five milligrams. And at this point, what weight were you and what were you trying to get down to? I was 183 pounds and I had to get to 178. Okay. okay. And what kind of time frame? Uh, within five days
1: okay and what'd you do the uh, walk us day by day within, can you explain in explicit detail explicit okay so
0: usually i'll cut my calories right in, in previous meets like I've, i cut my calories but this one i actually just stayed at maintenance which is 2600 calories and i just ate 2600 calories throughout the whole uh maybe half the week um until wednesday and then um i increased my water intake uh, to two gallons for two days, Monday, Tuesday, had five milligrams of sodium. And then Wednesday, I went I went to about one and a half gallons uh, of water. And then I think three milligrams of sodium. And then Thursday it was-
3: I got the template.
0: Yeah, he does have the template. I believe another uh, one and a half gallon. And then I cut it to half a gallon on Friday. And then
1: what did you, you made weight?
0: And I made weight, yeah. So okay. I was
1: 181 pounds. And what was the purpose Friday. of all this? Just to, to make weight for my meat. But like, why did you drink water? Why did you eat sodium? Because I'm water cutting, Jorge. So what I that, have to make weight. But well, what does that mean? Like, what did you do? Is I, I have,
0: that, have to make a weight class. We will discuss a lot? that Dude, in detail. I feel like this the is the first time I'm topic. telling you this. Did you pee a lot? I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, yes, I had to urinate a lot. Um, I think we talked about this in the previous podcast. Um, but yeah, so basically just tricking my body into. Uh, what was it? Um, diuresis. Diuresis. So or it's creating water. aldosterone system. Exactly, right in it. Raz. Raz, Raz. Jesse Raz. <laughs> 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 um, anyways, yeah, so I made weight, got up to 178 pounds, and I actually was, uh, funny story, going to the meet. Um, I was 179, so I was like a pound over, and I went to 7-Eleven, and I had to get some Jolly Ranchers, um had an empty water bottle and i started spitting to the cup Mm, i
2: usually use gum interesting yeah jolly rancher is
0: very you know uh any other client wins this week oh nate wolf one of our client uh one of our power thing athletes just hit a um rep pr for high bar squat okay so we've been in a volume phase and he hit 210 so that's our i think that's 463 pounds For eight reps for a top set, we've been working towards like uh you know getting squat confidence up, and uh, this is a variation. I don't even think we've touched eight reps for a low bar, so I think that's like a, a good sign,
1: you know. Okay, It's okay. Pretty exciting stuff. Mm-hmm. Dan, any client wins? Um, come back to me. Okay, <laughs> Scott, any client wins? I was gonna refer to Dan really quick. Okay, Jorge, any client wins? Uh, yeah, actually, this past week. Thank wait, you, Jorge. Wait, Jorge, any uh, client wins? Yes, this past oh, week no, actually. Now. Um. Uh uh, I don't know if I mentioned this last week, but uh one of our guys, Dylan, who's gonna be competing this upcoming Saturday, had uh he was very discouraged because he has a hip injury that has been preventing him from really pushing his deadlifts. As a matter of fact, he actually on Monday he had to um stop deadlifting at like 225 pounds and to put that into uh I guess comparison to what he normally does, he normally deadlifts over 400 pounds on sumo deadlifts um but yeah this last uh, saturday or sunday we were working together on some um i don't know just this technique really it was just more technical technical changes that we did and he was able to work up to a 405 deadlift pain free uh so our goal going into this meet isn't necessarily to hit any Crazy PRs, but it's really just to make sure that he puts some numbers on the board for his very first powerlifting meet. Very so, exciting. To get a total in,
0: you know? Yeah, to total. get that total. Yeah. To
1: get that total. And then from there, we're just gonna do a lot of uh technical changes to what to to how he squats, how he benches. Um he's got a really nice bench. He's uh 315. Um, and there's a lot of room for improvement there. Mm-hmm. Um, all that yeah. with a curved back by the way. He's got scoliosis. Yeah. How old is he? Uh, I believe he just turned 21. 21. (laughs) 21. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So that's really cool. Um, it's going
2: to be cool. He's going to be competing with Jason also.
1: Oh yeah. Hey, big Jason.
2: Both go to Rutgers. Yeah. Both go to Rutgers. Yeah. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, are they both doing open and no, or he's doing juniors juniors. Uh, Okay. So just different classes. Jason's going to be in teens. Really? Yeah. He's a kid. How old is he? Is like it's like eighteen. 18 I, think. Oh, I think he's an adult. You know. Oh yeah. No, adult. he's a he's a teen in in
0: I, USAPL standards. Is it, wait, a teen or a junior? No I, teens. No cap.
2: All cap. <laughs> 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 did um, I use that right? No, you did. <laughs> oh shit.
1: <laughs> but all right, guys. So today I wanted to talk about uh, gym etiquette. Okay, I have a game for you. So I am going to call out different things. All right. And I want you guys to either give me a thumbs up, thumbs down, either call this person a gym fool, right? Mm-hmm. Or a gym cool. workout <laughs> will work Oh that. yeah, yeah. I see Dan looking for this. <laughs> this is not on the notes. This is not on the notes. <laughs> we were not told about this. No, you gym were not. cool, gym cool. Is there a prize? There is a prize.
0: What's the prize? Is that Sweet Celsius right there? Or how about gym fool or gym
1: tool? I feel like they're both bad. Oh, they're bad. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to go with Jim fool or Jim cool. Okay. 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 And then I want you to go into detail. These are, these are, these are debatable conversation, debatable topic. So tell me when it's appropriate and when is it inappropriate? Okay. So Jim cool or Jim fool. Exactly. Right. <laughs> so the first one is slamming weights. Jim cool. Jim. Okay. Depends. Depends. We got a Scott Depends. What, what does it depend on? Your environment. Okay. If you
3: are in Planet Fitness, you get kicked out for that. If you are lifting a very light amount of weight and slamming for maybe no reason in an unsafe manner where that weight might jump into somebody else's way, gym fool. Mm, mm, Yo, mm. slam bars and hit are, PRs. What? Oh, what
1: is <laughs> it? Wait your turn, Neil. That was fine though.
3: <laughs> if you are lifting, say, say dumbbells, where your option is either dropping those weights or straining to get them to ground to the ground and possibly putting stress on a biceps tendon, drop uh, or pop. Yeah. Drop or pop I love that. Mm. I'll call me Dr Seuss. You like these rhymes. <laughs> I, I think he's canceled. <laughs> oh, and my uh, mom's a librarian. Uh, I have the lowdown on that. I'll we'll talk that. about it. Yeah, she used to really? dress up
1: as Oh, Dr I th- call me to, All right, anyways, yeah, what? go ahead. So yeah. uh Dan, slamming weights. What do you say? Jim cool,
2: Jim fool? Oh, it depends. 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 Definitely depends. Like, so I guess Scott, what would you consider Scott made my answer? Uh-huh, yeah. No. <laughs> what would you consider lights, quote unquote?
3: If this is Jeopardy, do you ask the person next to you for a life What is <laughs> yeah, a light is obviously in proportion to that person. If I, I think there's a there's a pretty obvious, uh, I, I guess, visual. If if you're the coach, you can tell whether or not that person needs to be slamming weights or if they are doing it intentionally um so one most of what we do here is one-on-one guided spotted we do have the open gym setting where most of those guys are powerlifters, and do i expect them to eccentrically control a 400 pound deadlift to the ground absolutely not hmm. um so i i don't know is there an exact number a percent one rep max it d- depends on the exercise as well it's kind of one of those things where you know it when you see it
1: neil what do you say you i'm gonna say jim cool gym cool to slam yeah. weights? It's always. Always. <laughs>
0: it's always I slam, slam bars. Not the 10s though.
3: I was going to say. Yeah. That's, that's Dan.
0: Not okay, so, okay guys. I think it just comes down to awareness, right? And just knowing your setting. Obviously, there are rules in certain gyms where you can't do that. But like Scott said, if you have someone at crunch and they're just like going off on like a 405 for set of eight on deadlifts, right? Or six, whatever it is. And they're just like, bam, 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 right? Just like, like, you don't expect them to control the eccentric the whole time, you know what I mean? Um, so, hey, I th- I think people should just be like, hey, we're, we're at a gym, you're gonna hear heavy sounds, you're gonna hear some like shaking in the floor if that happens, but grow up, you know what I mean? Like, just put your, put your pants on, lift, put your headphones on and just go, go lift, you know?
1: I think we can all agree though, you don't slam cable machines. You don't. You oh yeah. Th- mm-hmm. We're all talking about free weights, barbells, maybe some dumbbells when you're, but the dumbbells, you should guide gently too because they tend to fly around. Well,
3: that was that was my point. If you're if you have a deadlift, if you, I mean you shouldn't be slamming a squat because then you're, you're dead. But yeah. a, a deadlift is not going to bounce. Too much if you're doing it right. If you have dumbbells and you, we've all seen the people who literally they finish their bench with dumbbells and then instead of lowering their elbows and then kind just of throw pushing, they just like toss them forward toward their ankles oh and then they're God. bouncing towards I the dumbbell can rack. I remember
2: a situation,
3: in a <laughs> busy gym in a busy gym. That's yeah. obviously not the safest. Thing of that. So, yeah. I think there's also a way to drop your weights effectively and just really quick to get yeah. a visual. If you're benching, lower them down as if you're doing that press kind of controlled but not like you're doing a tempo rep mm. and let your elbows open towards the feet mm. uh, what what you don't want to do is contr- once you start to let the elbows open you don't want to slowly control that because that's where you're putting a lot of stress on the biceps mm. but if you do that much where you kind of control it down to that that bottom chest position open it up towards towards your feet that's going to control the bounce enough to keep it safe we should do a
2: video
1: tutorial for all this we're definitely going to do a video tutorial mm. that
3: shameless plug to be playing a game right now
1: next yeah one I like it wait who, who got points there <clears throat> all right so scott i liked your answer the best yes. i'm gonna give you the answer Answered first i rhymed really well yeah. though oh, he, mm. you get half a point nice and dan copied my answer so so negative one point
3: oh but uh, really quick dan in. always dan always mentions this here there are certain plates that say you're doing olympic lifts or or even a deadlift you shouldn't have just tens on there and drop that from a hang. But if you're dropping a bar and it just has the thin tens that we have here, either the 10 pounds or 10 kilo plates, those, because they're a little thinner, they could bend or damage the plate. So, those ones you probably don't want to drop too much. Mm-hmm. All right. yeah. Oh, never drop an empty barbell.
1: Never awesome. drop an empty barbell.
3: Uh, except in, apparently, weightlifting warm-ups. Uh, depending <laughs> on the, <picture. laughs> on, no, on the no, no. <laughs> All right, so That's because
2: they can have barbells for days. Team China. They also change the bars like every single event. Mm -hmm. If you're in a standard gym, that bar is gonna break eventually. All
3: right, right. so as the point leader, I'm gonna elect we move forward with the next question. Next question.
1: We live in a modern (laughs) era, folks, where everybody has a camera. So my question to you, are you a gym fool or are you gym cool for recording your workouts? Neil. I'll start with you. Ah,
2: oh, Damn it! I hit the.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jim Cool. Jim Cool. Yeah. What say you? You know,
0: I think there are a lot of um, even like when I started going to the gym before, like I thought I thought it was weird to to like really like record myself on my iPhone 3G. You know what I mean? Like. It was hard and like there, no one would really bring stands into the to the gym. You'd have to prop your camera up and just try to like, or even ask someone to record your lift. Like, hey bro, you know, you mind recording the set for me? You know, I, fuck, I don't need a spot. Oh you know God. what I'm saying? <laughs> 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 so you just record my lift. But anyways, um, I think it's pretty cool that people can just start recording their lifts and just send it to their coach if they have a remote coach, online coach, um, and just make sure that their technique is good. And as long as no one else is in the way, you know what I mean? Or if like, uh, if they they have anyone else in the background that don't wanna be in the video and they just ask politely, like, hey, you know, I'm gonna record, is that okay? You know what I mean? Mm. Or, yeah, as long as you get permission.
1: Scott. That, no. that, that, <laughs> last, that last part, fuck <laughs> you. <laughs> <No>, I'm kidding, <laughs> Dan, Dan, Dan. Oh, No, going. I don't wanna answer <laughs> anything. am no, I'm, I'm rolling, I'm rolling. <laughs> All right,
3: that, that last part that he said about <clears throat> if other people are in your videos, obviously sometimes it's going to be hard to avoid we have kind of an open camera policy here where we do want to encourage people to assess their technique we do want people to have the social environment um around it show people almost create that community behind lifting where you show your lift here you show your lift here and and everybody's kind of seeing how how everyone progresses so there is that expectation when you come into our gym that there may be cameras present and that's kind of crossing that's Bridge of of asking somebody, do you care if you're in the background of this? If you're in a public gym, that again gets a little tricky. Maybe show show the etiquette that say says, yeah, I'm I'm filming here. Do you mind um, if I'm in the background? But sometimes it might be unavoidable. What I was going to say though is most of the time it's okay but say you are in that crowded gym and you're taking over a piece of equipment and you're just taking way 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 too long because you're filming and maybe you do one rep you film you check it you maybe post it you do some editing you do your next rep like that's a little excessive where be a little more considerate with gym etiquette and i don't know if he asks this question later but be considerate with how long you're taking on a specific piece of equipment and especially a main one like a, a squat rack that sometimes larger commercial gyms only have two of them.
1: Yeah, I got to cut you there. That is the next question. Scott, got nice. All right, extra point. Jorge, 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 That's so Jorge, Dan. Jorge. Wait, 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 wait. Gym cool or gym full? Wait, no, no, what about <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say. I'm done. <laughs> I hey, come back okay. Wait, Dan, come back. I pity the fool that gets upset because somebody walks across their video. I hate those people. Hey, listen, if you're recording yourself lift, good for you. I think we should record ourselves doing really anything that requires technique or attention to technique. But if you get mad because somebody walked across your camera in a public gym, hey, listen, buddy, you ain't the only one at this gym exactly okay. oh my everybody gosh. is paying the same membership mm-hmm. as you to use the same space okay
0: i got so triggered watching someone's story be like yeah why are you walking across my video i squat more than you i'm like who gives a damn you know what yeah. I just, yeah. it's like if that really bothers you
2: that, that much go yeah. open up your own gym
1: yeah yeah and then you exactly. realize that And then even then, if I do it, It Dan's okay with that, right? Dan, you like it when I walk across your camera? I love that. Yeah, especially when Scott walks across. it. Oh my God! And they
0: roll their eyes and they're like, "Oh, you know, like you're ruining my video." I'm just like, get over (laughs) it, man. If you're rolling your eyes while you're
1: squatting, then you're doing it wrong. Yeah. All right. So point goes to Dan because he's being a good sport. I took I took his answer. (laughs) Uh, Next. (laughs)
3: Yes. We give out
1: spirit awards here. Jim Cool yeah, yeah, right? or we Jim do. Fool, taking a long time using an equipment, and 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 I need you to define what a long time is in your words. Dan, you're first.
2: Thanks, thanks. I think it's cool to use like a long piece of equipment, but then also having that just kind of awareness. a long piece of equipment. <laughs> long piece of equipment. Wait, <laughs> was it Jim Cool or a Jim Fool? I think Cool. Okay, Cool. Because it depends on the it's Jim program. Say the whole thing. I think it's gym cool. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> there, are, there are rules, man. <laughs> but obviously just having the awareness of how much time you're taking, how busy the gym is, if it's a you know, it's super crowded, you know, maybe taking the extra time to move along with your warm-ups, get through your sets a little faster. Um, and then if somebody asks you if you can work in, then let them work in. Mm-hmm. Instead of saying, Hey, I got five more sets, say, Hey, I have five more sets. Would you like to work in with me at least? Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm.
1: Neil? Mm. So that's a good answer. What if, uh, well, I think it's Jim, I'm sorry, repeat. repeat. Jim Cooler, Jim Fool, taking a long time using equipment to find a long time. Jim <sighs> Cool, Jim Fool. I think
0: it depends, like, say you're using a combo rack, right? For anyone who doesn't know what a combo rack, it's a rack that you can squat and bench in, right? And then you can change the rack heights. Quite the combo. Quite the combo. Usually used in a powerlifting meet. And I think it, eh, I get so annoyed when people don't want to share a combo rack. That's the whole point of the combo rack, because you can I share, know. you know what I mean? All you got to mm-hmm. do is take the plates off, right? Mm. Um, So when people are like, oh, I don't want to, you know, bother him, I don't want to, like, you know, like, and they're like squatting heavy or benching heavy like i don't want to keep changing the plates like no one cares man just, mm. just work in you know what i'm saying work in. yeah so kumbaya yeah i think it's a uh, gym fool actually wait does it make sense gym, gym fool
1: if you don't want to bother them i think it's gym fool for be not be wanting to share oh. to be selfish well that's not
0: the question though oh what is the question well take, taking <clears> taking <throat> your time taking your time oh taking too much time taking, taking too much, much time. time
1: but i think that goes into it the answer is to share to share yeah it's a gym cool if so you gym share cool to share yeah if you're selfish about it you're a gym fool you're yeah. a gym fool if you don't want to share scott i I mean i'm i have one
3: client who is popping in my mind right now and he's had his homework out he comes here twice a week to train and then um he's got two days a week that he works out at I want to say a retro type setup. So they usually have two squat racks there. If you go, depending on the location, if you go during like right after work, there's no way you're getting on those squat racks. And oftentimes Mm. you'll like sometimes I'll I'll see on his home workouts, he's missing lifts or changing, has to actually change the lift because he will go up to a guy on there and like he (coughs) told me this exact verbatim. The guy finish maybe one or two sets of a couple reps, not a ton of weight. This wasn't a guy training for a a powerlifting meet or anything, mm-hmm. maybe doing partial reps and mm. and the guy was like, I have seven more sets. And he's like mm. sitting for five minutes in between. So I think you're, <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're, <laughs> your, you're rest course. times. What? Like yeah. pay attention to your rest times. I mean, that's why it is effective to work with a coach, because we can specifically say, okay, you're training strength, use this amount of time for rest. You're training hypertrophy, use this amount of time for rest. And you should be moving the workout along. If you're in there for three hours trying to do a hypertrophy workout, you could probably get that volume in in a smaller amount of time and let somebody
1: else use the racks. Let me interrupt you real quick. How much rest time would you say for uh, compound movements such as squat, bench, deadlift, Ollie lifts, uh, and then how much rest time for an isometric, uh, not isometric. I'm sorry, isolated movement, such as bicep curls, free weights, dumbbells, machines. Incomplete All right. question. All right, what is your training te- goal? Te-
0: technical coordination movement, like a clean and jerk snatch. Sure, I would say maybe at least two minutes.
3: Two minutes. But but what is your so say it's say it's a complex movement. What is your training goal? Are you doing Are you at a 65%? Are you at an 80%?
0: I think just two minutes in general. Absolute strength, like squat, bench, deadlift, at least three minutes. Well, it depends. It depends, like if you're like, you know, three to five minutes maybe, like Mm -hmm. maybe that guy was like going heavy or whatever, like Mm. he had seven sets of doubles or triples, right? Like, Mm. it depends. And then for those isolated, like maybe single joint movements, maybe like 90 seconds. 90 seconds. Yeah. Okay. I
1: think that's fair, right? Yeah. I usually go with a three to five for compound movements. Mm-hmm. Three to five, and that it will take into effect. That will take into account whether it's like seventy percent, eighty percent, ninety percent. That's why I give that range three to five. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> uh, and then the isolated movements, I agree, sixty to ninety seconds. I yeah. Give that range. Sometimes you might need two if you're trying to really push volume.
3: Yeah, so for me, <clears throat> pretty similar. I mean, a lot of the certifications that we go through and organizations like NSCA, NASM, they'll define specific parameters for your training hypertrophy, your rest time should be this, your training strength, your rest time should be this. Because I'm working primarily with athletes and we do have a lot of volume to get in, they have a movement section, they have their their power exercises, their full strength. For hypertrophy movements, I'm usually going 45 seconds to uh, 90, And uh, sorry, not hypertrophy movements, but re- hypertrophy or muscle growth rep ranges uh, where the weights are not the heaviest in the world, where maybe 65 to 70%, uh, those are about 45 seconds to 90 seconds rest. And then I usually go minute 30, two minutes, 34 strength movements, but they're also not hitting one rep maxes. Primarily, we're, we're usually at most, we're going threes. Sometimes we're going um, fives and we do need to kind of move the workout along, but we also have active recovery in between that. So we mm-hmm. are factoring that into the rest as well.
1: Okay. Okay. Next question. But who uh, got the point? Um, hmm. Hmm. Yeah, I'm just gonna throw go, it. Right? Eeny, meeny. Meeny. Just, just Eeny meeny, miny, moe. Catch it out of your eyes. Let it go, go, just go, go, gym go, gym. go, 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 go. Eric gets the point. Eric got the point.
0: Eric, Eric, <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> Eric, oh, the, in
1: the game. The man behind the operations. Yeah. All right. Next topic. Are you a gym fool or are you gym cool? If you go up to somebody and ask them if they want a spot. Ooh, and inversely. Wait,
3: wait. wait if, if if you ask somebody if they want a spot, English. I'm gonna I'm gonna say Jim Fool, or it's the biggest power move ever. Did this person do something negative to you prior, and you're trying to get back at them for a spot? Don't it, don't you're asking them if they want. To spot. I, th- I think <laughs> yeah. I think yeah. that's very yeah. that's very on the line because it if you're like. I think it really depends on your approach one do you know this person nope if this is a completely random person you are basically saying you clearly don't look strong enough to do this on your own let me help you out but then on the other side you don't want people to get hurt if you if you do clearly know more than that other person (laughs) maybe there's a more strategic way to say that like Hey, do you want to spot me on my set, and I'll get you back on this mm, one? Mm,
1: <laughs> yeah, mm,
3: mm. I don't know. It, it could be. It could go very wrong very quick, depending on that person's personality, or, especially if you don't know them. Or like if if Scott's benching
0: right, like two twenty five, and I just walk up to him and be like, "Is this you?" Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
3: I'm just so, repping
1: it out. So what inspired that question was um, I remember I went to a commercial gym and I saw a young male adult uh, on an incline bench, and he looked like he struggled in the last set, to, especially to get that last rep, and then he added weight, <laughs> and then I was like, oh, boy, oh, boy, I should go up there and do something. You know what? what? What'd you, you do? What? I don't want to offend him. I don't want to offend him. Oh,
2: you know what? I'm going to let him In a situation like that, a way that you can kind of go about that is be like, dude, you know, hype them up a little bit, like, yo, man, that was a hell of a grind. Good shit over there.
1: Sandwich You're going them. up? You want to spot the next one? Sandwich them. Yeah. Sandwich them. Sandwich them with a, a, a positive, mm. negative, positive. That's what you do. Tell them, give them positive feedback, then ask them if they want a spot, which might be negative <laughs> feedback. And then follow up with the positive feedback as you got this, bro. Go ahead. All you. All or you, if
3: you know it's dangerous, you just say,
1: nah, bro, I need those. And you take the uh-huh. place. <laughs> <laughs> so I ended up not offering a spot. Did he get spot. it? No, he choked. <laughs> he choked. And he when I mean, he, he guillotined. He guillotined himself. You're lying, dude. It dropped on his neck. He did. It did drop so on you, his neck. That's you your to, fault. That's and on you. Know exactly that's what, on you. I know. I felt like that's a gym fool. I felt like a gym fool. Absolute gym fool. I know yeah. better than. That. I, I mean, that guy's the fool for not asking for a spot. I, I don't pity. You them. know what I've done before? I've done. I've done that. 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 That look around. That look around. That like sitting. On the bench, just looking around. Trying to make eye contact. Trying to make eye contact with the biggest bro there. Yeah, just anybody, really anybody, because sometimes I'm nervous, you know? Sometimes
3: Like, there's usually that one other guy who's like, who also knows, okay, this guy doesn't have it, and you're like, okay, we're we're ready. You get the other side of I get this side. Oh,
1: my gosh. How do you spot somebody? Let's start with a squat. How do you spot somebody on
2: a squat? You want to be slightly angled out so that you're not getting in their way when they hip hinge. You want to be close enough that you can help them out. If it's a male, then typically you go arms underneath the armpit and then help lift up. Hmm. Um, try not to. I don't know where I was going with that. But yeah, so that's typically how you spot. You try not to actually help until the very end unless you see downward movement or they ask for help.
1: Collapsing forward with the chest too much. Key mm-hmm. phrase there, downward movement. Do not take the weight away from them unless you see downward movement. because Or verbal cues. Verbal cues.
3: I don't. Got, I think it's also important to <laughs> have, have a conversation with a person ahead of time and talk to them that when you start to spot them, like keep trying to push the weight, like help you up a little bit. You shouldn't be doing a, a zercher front squat oh to God. get the entire weight up. Um, so if they just start to go downward, you give them that help,
1: have them stand up with the weight as well. Communication. Communication is key. Um, talk about a side spot. Talking about side spots, okay, side spots are useful for when you're deadlifting, okay? So, if you really want to get that weight up and you can't get that weight up, you have one guy stand on each side and help you lift that weight, then they walk away and you take a picture with the weight that you would have not gotten up. Otherwise, by yourself, you take that picture, you post it all over Instagram and you call yourself a Fitness influencer, or do you want to like I shake fire. videos of
0: this? <laughs> <laughs> I thought
1: I this into
3: the video somehow. No, I'm just totally How can joking. We do this. Side I would like it, to hear yeah. about side spotting for
0: squatting, side spotting for squatting, okay. back spotting for deadlifting. You should put the hand behind them, right? Like the little
1: side the spotting the force, for squatting. So, if you're going for an egregious amount of weight, I think anywhere, uh, actually, an egregious amount of weight, and there are no um safeties. Now, the safeties are the bars that poke out or the straps side. depending on or the straps yeah there are straps those are really sturdy um or chains on a monolith or chains on a monolith if none of those are available uh you can ask two guys two or two guys or two females as well it's up to you um <laughs> use your best judgment i just wouldn't recommend um you're gonna ask a 120 pound <laughs> female to spot a 600 pound male squat I'm just being I'm being honest I can't believe I've seen uh, that what? We've seen yeah, that We've like seen that At saying, powerlifting, like powerlifting meets We've seen that At powerlifting
3: meets It's not practical <laughs> but though But both sides Have to be pretty comparable and know what and they're they, doing too. Yes, Cause oftentimes do. we've seen this at powerlifting meets as well. You'll go down and then we'll see one side come up first as somebody like super competent yeah. on that spot well, and then the other side doesn't get it fast enough. And mm-hmm. the, that's
1: not good for the lift. Yeah. Let's be honest. There's 120 pound males too. That shouldn't be spawning 600 pound, 800 pound squat. Down. Well, you we have multiple people on one side. That's where you have more
0: or you're a USAPL ref. So I know that there is like a certain amount of weight that you need first. um,
1: Amount of spotters, right? Yes. So anything above four or at or above four red plates, which is uh, 496 pounds or uh, 225 kilograms, requires five spotters. So that is two spotters on each side and one spotter behind the lifter. Now, the rule in USAPL is the lifter must not abandon the lift. You must go up with the spotters. Do not just drop the bar, do not just let it fall. Um, follow the spotters as they will take off a percentage of the lift. And that goes the same for bench. You definitely don't want to abandon the lift and bench because then you end up guillotining yourself and you're going to, you know, the bar lands on your chest or lands on your face or lands anywhere that you don't want it to land. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, follow the spotters. Now, in deadlifts, uh, USAPL, Neil, you made a good point. There are some federations that have spotters behind the deadlift, uh, the lifter in case they pass out and fall back. Um, but in USAPL, they like to live life a little bit on the edge, and so there's no spotters. Um, if they pass out, they kind of pass out, and um, it does happen. It does happen where someone builds up so much pressure in their head from bracing so hard that as they walk away from a deadlift, they actually pass out. I actually had a a, a friend whose lifter, um, uh, my friend Tom, whose lifter Jared, uh, finished <laughs> deadlifting. Yeah, he's, he's awesome. He, he finished deadlifting and as Jared is walking away from the deadlift, he, he passes out. Like he just passes out. And Tom luckily is there to catch him because if he wasn't there to catch him, he, um, he would have almost hit his head on the pair of dumbbells. Mm. So, um. If, if, if you feel like you might be passing out, or if you feel that happening, um, definitely ask for somebody to stand around you while you're Uh But for the most part, um, yeah, practice safe sets.
3: So that usually happens, if you notice, after the weight is dropped or if they're just holding their lockout for a long, long time. Mm. So what's usually happening is they're either doing like a Valsalva technique or they're pushing out, but not, not breathing out. They're just creating so much pressure. Their blood pressure is spiking dramatically. Then the second that weight is offloaded, their blood pressure kind of plummets. And Mm. When that drops so rapidly, your body's main goal is to survive. It's going to get blood or oxygen to the brain. So it literally says the fastest way to do this is, is if I just get flat and let gravity pull that there. So it just gives out, you black out, you go to the ground, usually come to pretty quick, but I, Thought it was important to note that usually happens
1: after the lift, and that's why. Mm, That makes sense. That makes sense. I've always wondered why it was like after the lift. Last one, guys. Jim cool or Jim fool? (laughs) Taking your shirt off at the gym. Now, this, this, this. You might think that this is like only a guy thing, but let me do this too. People tend to just take their clothes off at the gym to look at themselves in the mirror. Now, are you Jim cool or are you Jim fool? (sighs) Jim cool, man. I'm guilty
0: of doing it myself. mm. You know. Um, biased answer, okay, I yeah. like it. Honestly, you get a good pump going. You're just like, you're admiring yourself in the mirror. A little a little narcissistic, but you know, you worked hard during that session, you know? I think it's gym cool, but you got to kind of know your surroundings and kind of read the room, you know what I mean? Like if, if that's not like one of the gym rules, you know, that you can take your shirt off, like say you're at a, um, I don't know, LA Fitness or Club Metro, retro, whatever it is. And then people don't usually take their shirts off at those gyms but they'll just have like a tank top and that's mm. it. Then yeah, I think that's, but if you're at another private gym and you can do that, sure, why not? If they have good lighting.
3: Yeah. District. Oh, I, th- I think it also depends what you're training for. One, I do agree a hundred percent, like get motivated, look at your your progress, look at what you just worked on in that day. And that kind of fires you up and motivates you to eat healthy after that, come, come back to the gym for that next uh, workout session. Um, If you're training for something like physique, oftentimes people are using that to look at, okay, what's still lagging? What do I need to focus on? I mean- Just work on their posing. Work Mm. on their posing specifically. And you don't, I'm sorry, but you don't pose with a baggy t-shirt and and like epic pants, if anyone remembers those, the big baggy sweats. I'm dating Mm -hmm. myself. Anyway. (laughs) um, Epic pants. (laughs) (laughs) uh, I'll show you later. Clip them. (laughs) Clip (laughs) (laughs) them. Well, no, everyone here has seen uh, pumping iron, and Arnold specifically talks about he would go to the gym and literally wear as little clothing as possible specifically because he wanted to look at which muscles he still needed to work on, which ones he was he was already doing well with, and he wanted no stern, stone left unturned. And that's a situation, yeah, you, you want to see what you're working on. But, yeah, know the environment. If maybe it's a facility that has a like youth class going on or maybe a certain... Demographic population in that might be uncomfortable. Just just know your setting, and maybe maybe that's a day that you don't take it off. And that's why they have scream locker Scream in the mirror. That's they why have they lockers have rooms yeah. and mirrors. Yeah, yeah.
0: And so, some people will be like, it's funny you say that about like Arnold now, because now I feel like a lot of bodybuilders will have like um, a pump cover, which is basically a, a hoodie or a sweatshirt, um, which will you know cover them,
1: and then you know they
0: take it off and be mm. like, yeah, you know, I look good.
1: hmm mm-hmm. no, I agree. I agree. Yeah. So I guess it just largely depends on. Time and place, more than anything. um, If you're questioning whether you're a gym fool or a gym cool, um, ask yourself, is this appropriate? Look around, read the room. Um, Is it safe? Is it safe? That's the number one most important thing is, is it safe? Because there's a lot of ridiculousness out there that gets a lot of traction and gets a lot of fame and a lot of people want to replicate that ridiculousness. So ask yourself, number one, is it safe? If it is, you're gym cool. You're in gym cool area and then move on from there. You know,
0: you're trying to take your shirt off to impress your gym crush and then just a bunch of dudes just like, like yo, nice, nice physique, bro. <laughs> <laughs> nice delts. All, right.
3: all right. All right. Close this out, Scott. So I think that's all the time we have. Like Jorge said, again, if you are thinking about gym etiquette, is it safe? Be considerate of others and know your environment. So tune in next week. This has been The Mental Rep the mental rap
1: wait are you jim cool or jim fool i'm a jim cool bro no matter where i go i'm jim cool all right nice i am that narcissistic peace
0: the mental rap